In today's episode, Monica Burke shows us how everything difficult can be made easy when you just keep going. Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to The Do Zone. Better three hours too soon than a minute too late. William Shakespeare. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, I'm super glad to have you here. To make sure you don't miss another episode, I want you to follow and subscribe on Apple and or Spotify. Also, if you're looking to better understand how you get stuff done, head over to DoZoneDNA.com and take our personality profile assessment built specifically for busy entrepreneurs just like yourself. It's going to show you how to build the world around you for optimal performance. Once again, that's DoZoneDNA.com. Today's guest is Monica Burke. She is the ultimate underdog that survived what was meant to destroy her. She turned the events of her life into her powerhouse, which encouraged her to write Power On, a book that will change lives. Monica, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me. I really am appreciative of all of your support and all of the great knowledge you always share with everyone. Um, okay, so what I think is the key to getting things done is picking one small thing and being consistent at it. Day in, day out, no matter what happens, that one thing, come hell or high water, you get it done. And that changes everything. Yeah, the the one thing, Gary Keller, what is the one thing such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? Yes. And is it always the one thing? Is it always one the same thing or does it change? It is always the one thing that does change at the same time. So it cannot change too soon because you have to be consistent long enough for it to work. And so I would say you minimally need to give it a timeline of three months or six months or something like that, where you've actually given it a shot of being consistent day in, day out, no matter what, and seen a result to, to modify or change from that point. And can you give me an example then of a time in your life where things were, obviously, I know a little bit about your story. There's plenty of examples where things weren't going right. <laughs> so get, let's take let's take one example where things just weren't going the way you wanted them to. And you just sat down and focused on that one thing. What was that one thing? And how did it help you out of that moment? Absolutely. So for me, when I got back into real estate, I fell out, had to crawl my way back in. Um, after a couple of years of some really hard stuff, there was a period of about three months where nothing was going right. Uh, nothing was coming my way. Uh, I literally had no action. It was just stale. And in business, that's one of the scariest things. And having lost everything, I was getting back into that mind frame of, oh no, oh no, and survival. And you don't want to ever get into that mind frame. So what I had to do is I literally had to take a step back and write down what is it that I know that brings me business no matter what that I do? What is it 
that I can do that I know within my power will give me a result no matter what. And for me, that was open houses. I wrote a list. I know when I do an open house, every time I get at least one person, I know that because I have the skills and I've built those to do that. I know I get a unicorn every time. And so it was okay. I know I need to be at open houses, but you can only do that once a week. So you can't do that day in, day out, right? Um, I know prospecting. Now it's a little different because I don't pay and I never really have paid for blank leads or leads that come in from sites and things like that, where you pay for business. I, I didn't have the money to do that. So for me, prospecting was really my COI or center of influence, people that I knew, people I've done business with, which wasn't a very large amount. Um, and building those relationships that take time and you can't hit them up for business all the time or you won't have a COI. And that's a lot of times what they won't tell you. And so what I decided to do is get consistent back to the basics at just building the relationships with the people and gen genuinely wanting to help them resolve whatever problems they had, whether that resulted in a sell for me or not. And that generated more business than anything of, hey, a simple text out to the COI. Hey guys, I know it's that time of year we're hitting winter, uh, pipes burst, things happen, plumbing, electrical issues. Hey, if that happens to you this winter, I got the good people that I know will do a great job and not charge you an arm and a leg necessarily. Call me and I'll get you to the right people so you don't get taken advantage of. And guess what? They come to me for all their problems, which a lot of times does end up resulting into a sell. But even if it doesn't, I know that they're linked up with a really good person that's going to do business the right way and not con them out of money or anything like that. Um, and I know that they're taken care of and I'm able to give business to my providers um, as well beyond the sale. And what that has done is they send me business and they have a lot of realtors that I get all the time. Hey, don't tell anybody I'm sending you this because I can't lose business, but you're the person that I trust. Mm. And, and I built that. So being consistent, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get money tomorrow if I do it this way. So I chose a way that's not very money driven right away. So I was in the middle of a three month dry spell and going, Oh no, but that's the decision I made was to be more consistent in my relationships with people and providing them solutions. Mm. And, and, what it comes down to, I think, is uh, there. There are the 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 three factors of forming a relationship with somebody. There's no like and trust. And what you're describing has very little to do with trust. Has very little to do with like, at least at first. And it has everything to do with no. Because you're out there saying, "Hey, I." winter is coming. You're going to have to winterize your pipes and look out for this. Who is this person talking? Oh, it's Monica. Okay. Well, who's Monica? Oh, I do real estate, but I'm just letting you know that this is happening. And that helps people know you. And because of the message you're delivering that has value, now they like you. And because that value has helped them become safer or faster or sexier or whatever it is that you're doing, now they trust you, uh, and and a lot of times, the you 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 stumbled on something really important here because a lot of times when you ask a room full of entrepreneurs, I've I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen in person. Uh, somebody asked, I think it was Brian Burke. I don't know if you're related to Brian Burke. Probably no. not. 
<laughs> he's a he's a real estate investor. And he asked a question in a room and he said, know, like, and trust, which one's the most important? What do you think most people said? Trust. Yeah. Why do you think they said, why do you think that, because that's probably the most, the first thing that comes to your mind. Why do you think that is? Because it's been romanticized our whole life. Trust. There's so many quotes around trust and it's earned, not given, but we throw away our trust quicker than anything. And this is coming from a girl that's been conned quite a few times. And so trust, we put a lot of value on it, but at the end of the day, it's the cheapest thing we give away. Mm. Let me ask you, here's the, here's the acid test, Monica. Do you, do you trust my, my aunt Alicia? No. Why? Cause I don't know her. Uh, Cause you don't know her. Look at that. Yeah. And so yeah. what, what you did in the absence of all other opportunity is you increased the amount of people who knew you and that yes. led, and that led to opportunity. Yes. In a way that's not threatening because they didn't see that I had anything to gain from it. You know what I mean? And, and at the time, I would love to be like, I was this master planner and um, I thought this through, but that's not what happened. Um, really, it was like, I have very limited resources. I live in a tin can trailer park um, with holes in the floor. No, like, it was horrible where I was at. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have internet. I couldn't afford the leads if I wanted to. I know a lot of successful agents that built businesses that way. And that is a faster way. Um, and, and at one point I was super envious of it, if I was honest. Uh, Cause I was like, they get things so easy and I don't. And that's been my whole life. But for me, once I untapped this like internal need to help people that I didn't always know was there and I got less about me and more about them hmm. the floodgates opened in business for me and so everybody says like you know that the whole uh quote you, you, there's no elevator to success you must take the stairs hmm. and we all believe the stairs is like this just straight on up hmm. and I always say, no, 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 no. You're not on a regular staircase either. You're on a spiral staircase. So you feel like you're chasing your tail. And sometimes and there's like in. missing stairs and you can't see them. <laughs> you you can't just feel like a dog chasing its tail, you know? You feel like you're going nowhere. But in actuality, you are going somewhere. It just doesn't feel like it. And I feel like that's what success is. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> It, you know, I'm, I'm not, I haven't made it. I'm slowly making it mm -hmm. uh, painfully slow. I feel like, but for me, it's always been a spiral staircase. Like you said, missing some stairs <laughs> and then your brain plays tricks on you. You think you're maybe going downwards, but you're really going upwards. That, that all happens. Yes. Speaking of some setbacks and pains, you know, you, you kind of alluded to this uh, at the beginning when I was asking you questions uh, but, uh, you know, you've, you've been through some pretty crazy stuff. Um, how much of this are you willing to, to talk about here as much as it might be related to, to our audience of entrepreneurs? And I, I know that you had a, a tremendous physical transformation. You had a tremendous emotional and mental transformation. Which one of these do you think is the most relevant to our audience? For sure. Mental. Everything goes back to mental, right? Like we all know, we all hear mindset. And 
for instance, if there's an issue and my coach would ask me, well, where do you think the problem lies? Instinctively, it's always me. I believe I'm the problem to everything. That's my problem. Um, I may not know how quite yet, but I know it's me. I know it's my problem to own. And I think that mindset, we all know that, um, that, that it's hugely important in everything that we do. We just don't always understand how important or how deep that actually goes. Um, I had to change my mindset before I could change my weight loss. I had to change my mindset before I could change my business. I had to start seeing things as I have control over the things that I do and, and understanding I don't have control over the things I don't. I don't get upset at all anymore around the outcome, whether we get to the closing table or not, whether we can negotiate a deal and we're $2,000 off and it's just not going to work because either side's got their feet in the sand. Listen, I can't want it more than anyone else, hmm. my clients included. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm not the agent that's like, hey, I'll cut my commission by 4000 to make this happen because what I have learned, I used to be that agent. But here's the problem with that is that it still falls through. And that's just the beginning of the iceberg. Usually you haven't even made it through. You're wanting it more than they want it. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to take advantage of that, whether they mean to or not, they're going to. And so you never want to be that person. You don't want it more than someone else. And at the same time, people's greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. That is it. Everything in real estate, every transaction, every negotiation, everything goes back to the fear of the unknown for people. They are the most fearful and act out of fear when they don't know what the the rest is going to look like. And so when you can come in and say, listen, I can get us there. This is what it's going to look like. This is what to expect. And if this happens, then we can for sure do this. Or when an issue comes up, it's not like, here's just this issue and that's it. It's here's an issue and here's how we can fix that issue. Like I never give a client, this is, we got a problem and that's all I give them. No way. Okay. Don't don't show up with a problem without a solution. That's been uh ingrained into me for a long time but people do it all the time i see it all the time on the other side i'm like why would you do that like you're igniting their greatest fear yeah and you're on the other side of that like you never have the the unknown it's fun and easy to complain you know it's 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 a natural thing like oh yeah that's i can do that better and and there are a lot of there are a lot of primal reasons that that happens. And this isn't, uh, I spent some time around a, uh, uh, a, uh, the best way I can describe it is, uh, a, a biochem mentor. <laughs> and, uh, and we can get real deep on this stuff, man. But, but at a surface level, we can pick away at something because picking away at something gives us uh, perceived status, makes us feel superior, uh, in a way. And what you were saying earlier about, uh, you know, cutting your commission to make the deal happen uh, and people having this kind of fear of the unknown. Another animal kingdom kind of thing, a character trait that we have because we're, we are animals is uh, when 
another animal, like take away the frontal cortex and just put it on the, the desk over there and just, just be an ape for a minute. And if, if we're behaving like animals, when animals see weakness, they take advantage of that weakness. Um, we, we look at the alpha or the dominant uh, animal in a pack and it's usually has to do with size, color, smell, all of these things that make them the, the more kind of dominant presence. Maybe they had to fight for it, mm -hmm. but eventually all the other apes are just like, okay, he's the boss. Yeah. Until he shows weakness. When he shows that weakness, they're, they're, that's like, these are my boys. They got my back. But if you get caught slipping, you're done. You're out. Mm -hmm. And humans are, at a, at a fundamental level, humans are no different. If you're like, ah, you know, fine, you know, I'll make my, I'll just, I'll just get paid less. It's okay. You're showing a sign of weakness. You're showing that have... you're not worth as much and they're going to pounce. Well, and that's just the beginning because then you got to get through inspections and repairs and other things that come up. And once they know like, hey, you're willing to fold, whether they intend to or not, mm -hmm. it comes it's out. instinctive. Yeah. Like they're like, well, on that note, I won't do these things either. And you have to understand, like I just tell people, listen, I have minimums that I just won't. I just... I have a certain dollar I have to make because this is how I feed my family. Like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's just business. It's personal, but it is business too. I don't run a charity. I run a business. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that. And I, like, I have to remind people, but th there's a risk in business too. I got people I got to pay. Like, it ain't, that are counting on me to feed. Not only now do I have my family I have to feed, I have other people's families counting on me as well. And so- if I'm going to be an effective leader in this transaction, in my community, at my work, then I have to be willing to have the kahunas to say, no. That's There's, right. No. I mean, but don't get me wrong. There are situations. I'm at, If it's my fault, I'm like, I'll pay for it. I messed up. Like, I'm the first person to be like, Yes. If there's an issue that is legitimate, like the sellers don't have the money buyers and work within a certain small dollar range, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I just, I'm not willing to cut my hands off <laughs> to make it happen. That's just Dude, not, gross. yeah, like I just not. Like, not that uh, kind of show, Monica. Happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. So yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, and so let me, let me ask, speaking of, speaking of cutting things off, uh, let's, let's crack open that noggin there, do a little do zone diagnostic. What do you think? Yeah, I'm down. All right. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so, all right. Five questions I ask every guest rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing that you do that keeps you focused on your goals? Oh, it is alone time. I'm a very extroverted person, but I am also extremely living here, as we all do, as if you're entrepreneurs listening to this or salespeople, and you have got to be centered into what you actually want. Otherwise, the world's going to tell you what you want. And so I have to have at least 30 minutes of alone time a day. 
Awesome. And how do you get back on track when you lose that focus? I literally, good old pen and paper right next to me, little notepad. Um, I will write down what did it, where, I, like legitimately where I'm at, not where I want to be, but where am I? What's my goal? I break it down into small steps. And what do I need to focus on tomorrow or today? If it's nine, usually I do this process at night. So it's like tomorrow morning, this is what I'm doing. Cool. And, and Monica, who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable? My biggest supporter is my husband. We've been married 14 or 15 years. I don't know. We don't keep track. Well, we do, but I don't <laughs> keep track. Um, but this is it. Like I do 75 hard. He's not that guy. Like he's like, he will walk with me. He'll meal prep for me. He'll make sure I have the things I need, but he's not that motivated internally to do those things. So he's like, listen, I don't want to do it, but I'm not going to let you fail. And so that if that's what you want, I'm here. So he does all of, like I said, the meal preps, walking, making sure that accountability, but not being my dad. Okay. I don't want him at like standing over me trying to, I don't want all that. I just want a partner. So him, and I would say that's my biggest supporter, but I do have really good friends as well. A very, very small tight knit group that keep me accountable to who I am, my values and um, just like, they're my biggest, when I win, they're the first ones clapping with the biggest smiles. Awesome. And how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? You get to break it down. Everything is difficult until you make it easy. And so mm. I always remind myself of that and I break it down. So it's the same process I do when I'm stuck, quite honestly, it's okay. This is where I'm at this is where we need to go and what would have to happen to get me there. And I, I brainstorm all the things I could do. Then I break it down to what I should do. And then I add like one thing to what I must do. And I focus on what I must do. Then I bring things over. Now each thing has such a big layer to it. So like writing a book, my first thing was like my only concentration for a year and a half was writing a bad book on word. Like that was it because I'm not going to have all the answers. I just need to get it on paper. And then I will hire someone to help me with the next step. So I only focus on that one thing. Very good. And last question, what's the number one pro tip that you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? The number one pro tip for me is being present. When I am with someone, my phone is laid over where I can't see the screen because it's distracting. If something pops up a notification, I have to look. So I literally put it away. When I'm with my husband and it's our time, I put it away. Um, I let my clients know upfront expectations. Text is the best way to reach me just because when I'm with people and I point it out, like I've been with you, I'm not on my phone. And so if you text me while I'm between appointments, I can respond faster, but don't worry if it's not a simple yes or no, I'll give you a call. Um, I don't want anything misconstrued through text. But for the most part, I have found if I can be with who I'm with and less distracted from anything else, I get way more done in way less time. Mm. Like, like 
I, I can complete a full eight hour day of work in like two and a half hours, literally. If I sit down and I just concentrate. Words of wisdom for sure. I really appreciate you sharing that. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now and who is, who is the ideal person that you would want to engage with? Yeah. So right now I have a book coming out November 1st, which by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be out. Yeah. Let's uh, just assume we're already in the future. Yeah. Your book's uh, already out. It's already a bestseller. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you broke Amazon. You can get on Amazon and get it. It's called Power On. Um, and so that book, my whole life's mission is to end suffering, mental suffering to be specific. Because there's no reason for us all to struggle with these things that everyone else has to deal with. Look, you have a dysfunctional family. I got a dysfunctional family. And as a kid, things happened to me that should have never happened. And it's the same, I'm sure, for you or for your friend or your wife or whoever. And so we're in this boat together as much as we think we're not. We feel so isolated. So my ideal person is really the messed up person like me. I was like, did I lose you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, yeah, no, you're fine. You were talking about how everybody's messed up. Yeah, we're all messed up <laughs> and we're cool for it, you know. But I want to connect with those who are also on a mission similar to mine to, to empower others in that mental suffering and give people tools and things that they can use Um to become their own hero in their story because we're all underdogs in our story is what I have learned. That's right. Well, that's a powerful point. You know, we're, we're always looking for that thing that sets us apart. And some of us are looking for, as we mentioned earlier, we're looking for superiority. Uh, and some of us are looking for inferiority, whatever it is that puts us in a class, all of our own. Well, Nobody had a childhood as bad as mine. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, like we're all, we're all secret one-uppers. We are. And I hear it from people all the time, how they're one-upping their horrible story. Well, this happened to me. It's like, that's nothing to brag about. Like, it's not, it's not a prize. Just like being busy is not a prize. Mm -hmm. Okay. My goal is to not be busy. That's right. And only do the important things. Yep. Actually, uh, one of my one of my missions on this planet is to eradicate the word busy for people's vocabulary. Busy just means unfocused. Yeah. Uh, because if if you are, you know, people who say they're busy, usually it's because they're just not making whatever is in front of them a priority. Ah, sorry, I couldn't make it to your thing. I've just been so busy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I couldn't make it to your thing. I've just been so unfocused. That's actually the truth. And it's okay. Just tell the truth. Hey, you know, I want, I would have come to your, I, I would have come and supported you, but I just didn't really think it was that important. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I just didn't you know, want to. I didn't, because like, if, if I, I wanted to, I would have showed up. I'm busy. Like, sometimes it's true with work. Like, I'm like, look, I already have an appointment. There's no way. Um, but mo and most of us in this world, like my close circle of friends, we're not seeing each other every day. We're not seeing each other every month necessarily. 
we do have lives and when we're not working with we're with our family and then the the amount of time we have left isn't great and we understand that with the chapters we're in life and so you know those those are the people I connect with the best because it's like hey I understand not that that gives you a free pass to break plans or not show up listen if you put it on your calendar you need to show up but if people want I get invited just all the time and it can be it can be exhausting because you feel like you're saying no so much because the, the things that you have to say yes for are so little in, in a weird, if that makes sense. Yep. And so I used to feel really guilty all the time. being like, I can't, I can't. And so for some people, if I don't know you very well, I'll just be like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Like that's an easy <laughs> out. Yeah. It's yep. an easy out. Yeah. Is it an easy out? Like it's so easy. Now, if I know well, I want to challenge you, though, I want to challenge you, though, because that's that's what it is. It's an easy out. And mm-hmm. how you do one thing. And no, I'm, I'm not scolding you. OK, it's just no, a thought. No, I'm here to learn. So yeah. how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you don't know somebody, haven't they haven't entered your circle of trust. And the easy out is to say, you know, I'd love to do this, but I'm just I'm just so busy. That starts to creep upstream. And it starts being okay. And you, your brain convinces you that, okay, I can say that to my mom. I can say that yeah. to my sister. I can say that to my spouse. And so I challenge you, not just you, Monica, but, but, but anybody who catches themselves in that, in that zone to find a way to confront the actual situation. And it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but at least you're being true to yourself. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, I, I would love to support you with this, but that is not matching with my priorities right now. I would love to support you with this, but I have other things that I'm focusing on and I I I can't split my energy between these two things. Or or whatever it is, you can you can do that without being mean or rude. Uh but it just requires that extra effort that most of us, you know, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, "Oh, I hate being that guy." I know. Is in my experience, some people, of course, you read your people. For some people, they will respect that I'm sorry, I'm busy, easy out. But when you give that, I would love to support you, but it doesn't match my schedule or I have other priorities I really have to focus, they get upset with you. That's their problem, though. It's not yours. Yeah. And so I'm saying, like, for I understand the fear that people have with being that up front. I get that. And so I agree. Like I have to tell my kids, I have teenagers. I'm, and I have to tell myself this sometimes still is I'm like, I'm not responsible for how people feel. I'm not responsible for how someone else feels. I am responsible for my intentions. I am responsible for what I put out, but I am not responsible for how they take it or how they feel. That's right. That's, not to hide behind some people will use that and hide behind rudeness. That's what I said. Your your intentions. What is your actual intention? And then how they take it's on them. But it's right. it's a work in progress. Like I'm not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, no, and none of us are. And and that's one of the I mean, now we're really getting somewhere, okay? Because yeah. when when you're able to realize that your behavior, first of all, is heavily influenced by other people's feelings when you when you realize that then you have a choice do i want to continue to be 
driven by and controlled by other people's feelings. You said, you said earlier, uh, these were your words. You've got to be centered on what you want. Otherwise the world is going to tell you what you want. Those were, those were your words. Right. And, and until, until you really internalize that when you let other people's reactions dictate how you behave, then you're really not in control of, of your own path. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, this line's the path of least resistance. I'll just keep going this way. It's fine. I can do what I want. It's okay. But when you finally, you're just like, no, you know, I'm going to break through this and I'm going to go my own way. It's liberating. It sucks. And it kind of isolates you a little bit, but you really want to be around somebody that can't let you say what you need to say. Yeah. Very few, very few people will just be like, okay, I respect the fact that this, my reaction is on me. My reaction to your behavior is on me. So the people I'm close to, I would never, people that I'm close to, I would never be like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Like that, the people I'm genuinely, it's like, listen, really, I'm drinking from a fire hose and I'm like dying. And if you only knew, like, I want to cry in the shower tonight, like that, <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. and those people are like, oh, like, they're like, I get it. You know, they don't take it. Because they know if I could be there, I would be there because I'm that person. I'm the person that shows up when other people don't. And so that's that. And I've, I I think in my mind, I've just reserved kind of that. Like I, I feel not necessarily that I owe them an explanation, but I've, we have this symbiotic, they've earned the right for me to be in that realm with them of honesty. Now, yeah. If I don't know you and you're inviting me to something, it's just very easy. Yeah. Cause a lot of times it's like fun stuff to be like, I'm busy. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's easy. Yeah. And so, and you don't know how that person's going to take it and you don't want to spend. And for me, it's a time thing too. I yeah. don't spend three minutes trying to like manage yeah. your emotions. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, it's, like it's, it's such a fascinating it's it's just such a fascinating kind of thought exercise to really accept uh, and appreciate the fact that we behave certain ways. Usually, we're trying like what you were just saying. You're you're trying to avoid conflict yeah, because you don't conflict wanna, yeah. costs energy. Yes, and and so there's always you know kind of a good way to probably wrap this up is there's always this push and pull in the universe. There's this balance that has to be struck between opposing forces. And we have to understand which which one of these forces is pulling us in which direction. Why can't I be 100% transparent with the certain people in my life? Well, because they're a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and they just suck my energy dry. Okay, so that's like one force. But then there's this right. other force of I'm not I'm being inauthentic to my true self. And we have to like, we have there's there's no right or wrong answer. We have to find a way to strike the balance between those opposing forces. Anywhere you look, there's always something pulling you in every direction. And our job is to find the best way possible to kind of strike it right down the middle so that we can be who we are and still live in reality. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One of the best freeing things is for me about three years ago, I I started getting real with my my friends and being like, they'll invite me to go do something. And I'll just be like, I don't feel like it. (laughs) I'm just like I'm tired 
I just want to stay at home. But, but prior to that, it would just be excuses, trying yeah. to avoid it. And it always made it worse. Yeah. Because then they really Come feel on. like. You're, yeah. Like, but when you're just like, listen, I'm now. <laughs> like, and we've all been there and so there's like okay and when they tell me no I don't get upset and I realized for me is I had to quit getting upset about other people or my perceptions of their support or not support or those things um to be real with them too and allow them the space to be real with me because if I'm not being real with them I can't expect them to be real with me and they're going to keep giving me the same answers I'm giving them because because they think that's they mirror and mimic. They think that's what's socially like acceptable in the relationship. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I love the direction that it went there at the the last few minutes. Uh, and so, uh, one more time, tell us about your book and where we can get it. Yeah, my book is called Power On. You can get it on Amazon, and um, I'll have the link in there for Josh. To, to have up for you guys. Excellent. Love it. And uh, also, uh, if if somebody wants to reach out to you directly, how can they find you? Yeah. Uh, Facebook. I'm just Monica Burke on Facebook. Uh, Monica Burke Power on the name of the book on, on Instagram. And you can always email me at Burke, my last name, B-U-R-K-E, home team at gmail.com. All right. Very good. Burke home team at gmail.com wait one, one more time that was right yeah you got Burke. it Burke home team at gmail.com Burke home team at gmail.com all right very good so power on by monica burke available on amazon go get a copy of that and the goal for that book is to end mental stuff or suffering by being authentic with yourself and who you are we're going to wrap up for today thank you so much to our guest monica burke for coming on and sharing a really deep and meaningful conversation about uh, what it means to be your true authentic self. Thank you for that. And once again, if you want to keep hearing great con content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple and or Spotify. And don't forget to get your own personal DoZone DNA by visiting DoZoneDNA.com. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend, screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com. <laughs>